RMIT University and Sin Media acknowledges the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands we have recorded this series. All contributors to this podcast would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to the New to Melbourne podcast. My name is Kevin. And my name is Brooke. And we're here to guide you through this episode. This is the last episode of the first series. Don't forget, you can listen back to previous episodes that talked about how to prepare for your arrival to Melbourne, ways to get involved at uni and make friends, accommodation and living options, and support services for students. And today, we explore jobs, working while studying, and supporting your career goals upon graduation. Our hosts today are Ayu and Gigi. And our guest is Sean Lynch. Sean works at RMIT's Job Shop, which is the place to go on campus to get advice and support about anything related to your career. Uh, my name is Sean. Uh, I'm originally from um, America, Miami, Florida, to be specific. Um, and I just gra- I'm graduating in a couple weeks um, and a master's in urban planning and environment. Okay, cool, cool. So. Like about job shop, yeah. obviously. I think that's like a lot of people would love to know. Yeah. Being part of job shop, what kind of things does it offer to students? Mm. Yeah, so a lot. So um, I always kind of describe the job shop as like, like, so we're job shop assistants. That's usually our role. Um, as like we kind of help students throughout the entire life cycle of yeah. finding a job. So whenever students come into me, I always kind of describe it like a staircase. So originally you're on the bottom and you're looking, okay, do I want a part-time job? Do I want a casual job? What type of part-time job do I want? And then you have to kind of, you know, pick, okay, I want retail, I want hospitality, I want admin work. Um, and then, you know, you have to kind of do your research on that company and then you have to, you know, see the job posting, then write your CV, write your cover letter, that needs to be tailored. Um, and then hopefully, you know, if you get past that step, then that's one step. And then you're at the interview. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, some companies might have varying different interview processes. Yeah. So then, you know, you try and pass that and that's the next part. We So essentially we do um, probably mostly, at least I feel like most of my job is reviewing cover letters and CVs. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of that. Um, but we also run a lot of workshops. So we'll run workshops on things like how to write a LinkedIn profile. Every week yeah, we have, yeah. you can get a free LinkedIn photo taken, how to write a resume, how to write a cover letter. Um, we also get external companies that come in and use our space, which is really insightful. Okay, that's cool. Um, so, you know, like if, you know, we get big companies like, you know, PwC, Deloitte. And so getting that industry insight from those companies, you're, it's, you're not going to get it otherwise. So mm-hmm. um, just that space, it's just such a good resource for students to use. Um, and it's all free, you know, so... Yeah, it's like easy to access, I bet, because like the building is right there. Yeah, exactly. It's right across from Connect, and um, and yeah, it's just you know good. Like when I first moved over here, like I was going to all the job shop workshops. Yeah, you know, because I'm from overseas. So where I'm from, you know, we just do resumes one page. So it's kind of adapting, knowing that you're going to a different scenario. Things that they're looking for might be different from what I'm used to. So I just try to be like a sponge and just learn as much as possible. Just absorb everything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so Job Shop, um, when I first moved over here, was a really good resource. So. So, like, how? What kind of impact has it made on your own career? Like oh, job huge. Shop? Yeah, massive. Um, you know, like so when I got this job for when I graduated, and I was talking to my boss, Michelle Brown, and, like, everyone else. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes, like, the joke I was making is, like, I almost cheated or I felt lucky because, you know, I'd be working there, you know, getting paid, but I get to hear all these really, really cool, insightful, different 
um, people talking about, you know, jobs. So, for instance, we had um, a couple of months ago, we had a STEM um, resume review. So we had companies for like C-Zero, IBM, um, Siemens, and they brought in like either graduates, people working there or hiring managers. And I remember this lady and I was just kind of walking around helping out. And the lady from IBM, she was a hiring manager and she was telling a student to put this section called academic experience like in her CV. Okay, interesting. Which, yeah, which had like, you know, basically detailing like your university projects uh-huh, and the classes yeah. you did. Uh, after I went up to, to her and I asked her, I'm like, oh, like, is that something that you'd, you'd like to see her when you're going to see you? She's like, yeah, absolutely. Because in the sense, like RMIT is pretty good at making students do projects that are kind of run similar to how they are in the field and in industry. So in that sense, you know, if you're doing a project in your field in media and comms and me in urban planning, then that's kind of probably what I'll be doing when I start another job, a new job in planning, but right. except, you know, in one I'm doing it for to get a good grade and the other one I'm getting paid for it. No, yeah, yeah. So, um, so companies want to see that. Um, and chances are if you did well in that one, then you could probably do it. Because you get like a perspective from like the industry itself, like what they want, what they're looking for. Yeah, and it's so different, you know, like, um, you know, what someone in engineering will look like will be different from someone from media and communications. For sure, yeah. So getting the insight is just like, um, yeah, it's invaluable. So, um, and yeah, so we have those external people at the job shop. And so for me, again, I could just watch it and always pick up little things here, little things Mm. there. Um, So yeah, I feel like I cheated sometimes, but. You know, no, you work your way yeah, through exactly. for sure. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's good. You know, and everyone like in the job shop, we're all pretty much kind of nerds, like job nerds. I'd say like job nerds. Yeah, well, we like to talk about you know like what you know how would you set up the CV? Where would you put this? Uh, you know, yeah. formatting stuff like oh, that. Formatting, yeah, yeah formatting. For oh, sure. Ask anyone there. I'm a massive formatting. Anyone who's ever seen me at the job shop knows I'm big on formatting. Like the specific font. That you're... Uh, yeah. Fonts, you know, because I guess how I always explain it to, like, students who come in is, you know, if you give me your CV, within, even with me not reading it, in yeah. three seconds, I'm going to get a sense of, okay, this is going to be good or bad. You know, uh, like... Within three seconds. Yeah. Just I mean, just, well, you just see how it's formatted. You know, does it look professional? And that will take seconds just to check out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so really big on formatting. And checking those details is very important. Yeah, definitely. I mean... You know, if if someone if if you're applying for a job and you have two weeks to apply for the job, and mm. you can't if you're making small mistakes in two weeks, then what gives a company the confidence that if they give you two days to do an assignment, you'll do that well uh, in two days? Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's a good point. Yeah, totally. So when you're applying for jobs, it's got to be like quanti- quality over quantity. For sure, far. absolutely, yeah. Having to pay attention to those small details, it just gives like an impression of who you are. Huge, absolutely. To the company, yeah. And yeah. these jobs are so competitive, you know. Like there's thousands of people applying for these jobs, so um, you know, like you've, you know, you you need to kind of make it like so they won't just discount you initially, and then mm. and then you kind of appeal to them more and more. So yeah, for sure. Finding work as a student and upon graduation can be hard to navigate especially if you're new to the Australian workforce. Have you heard about the job shop at RMIT? Sean explains what this service is, how it can help you on campus, and what resources can be found online to make your resume shine. Do you, like in terms of job shop, Mm. are there like things that can be used and should be used but aren't being used enough? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think so. 
so I work at a job shop. The job shop is a um, a part of the bigger team, which would be the careers and employability team, um, which is really, really good. Um, and yeah, these are just resources again that are free um, to all students. And you know, like I think probably you know, if I had to give advice to anyone who was starting out studying at RMIT, is like you need to kind of try and have a plan about yeah. if, if you want to find a job when you graduate. Some people don't, which is fine. Um, but, you know, like I always will kind of get a piece of paper and I'll draw like two circles at opposite ends. And I'll say students want to make this big jump between these two circles. But in okay. reality, there's probably about five or six circles in between, in between those. those. Yeah. And they have to make those small jumps. So, for instance, you know, um, if you don't have anything on your resume, we have like the Future Edge program, you know, which helps you essentially build extracurriculars, volunteering stuff to put on your CV, which is yeah. good. Um, and also like industry mentoring, you know, I did industry mentoring. I got paired up with, um, a senior policy officer, Karina Scott at Delp, or she was at Delp at the time. And, um, and she gave me such good insight. So all these, all these little things add up. Um, and then when you, when you're finished at the end, then you say, okay, cool. Like now I have kind of a nice little case to put together to apply for a job. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so like job shop is one part of the C and C and E team, careers and employability. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think there's so many resources that students don't use, whether because you know maybe they don't think they're valuable in that sense, or they don't know about them. Oh, but, they feel um, intimidated by it. Maybe intimidated, absolutely, hundred percent. You know, so but I think part of. Um, Especially if you're an international student, like you have to make like certain sacrifices if you're interested in getting a job. Yeah. And so like obvious sacrifices are going to be, you know, going to something when your friends are doing this and stuff like that. But also like I think you have to make sacrifices like doing stuff that you're uncomfortable doing, you know, like yeah, breakthrough or, you know, comfort yeah, Absolutely. And like already international students are doing that if they're moving over here yeah. from abroad, you know, so like already they kind of have that. Um, kind of like extra layer of skin, which is really, really good. But yeah, so I think, yeah, making a plan, just using everything that's available to you. I think that's a, I think it's massive. I think if more students did that, they'd be mm. in a better spot when they graduate. According to Sean, a good way to build up your skills and experience is by volunteering your time. Not only is it a good way to develop your employability skills, but it's also a way to get involved within the community, support worthy causes, and make meaningful connections with others. Sean and Ayu now discuss volunteering opportunities and some of the programs you can get involved in at RMIT. Do you feel like when you first like start studying here, mm -hmm. you start studying here? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Did you get to like, you know, make use of the resources offered here yeah. as much as you want? Or did yeah. you feel like you didn't use enough? Mm, I think I did a pretty good. I mean, I, um, in my first like six months, like I didn't walk into RMIT and automatically get a job. Yeah. You know, like I did a lot of volunteering my first semesters, okay, you know, like yeah. I've all, I did ma mates at RMIT, great program, really good program to get involved in. I volunteered with this external company, Sustainable Cities. They were more like urban planning related. Um, I helped out at this thing they had on Tuesday nights where it was, yeah. you know, international students and speaking to them. Um, so I was, you know, I basically would say yes to everything in the beginning. So every offer you were given. Uh, yeah, totally. Because you never know what, where, where something's going to lead. Yeah, you know, like, that's true. If I look back and see like how I got the job when I graduate, like there's not one specific thing that I can point to. It's probably... 10 or 11 things oh, that okay. I could point to which led to something else. Mm. So, um, for instance, like, um, 
if we're talking about like the career, like the industry mentoring um, program, you know, my my mentor told me that I need to get a LinkedIn profile and I didn't have one, which was a massive, yeah. massive, massive mm-hmm. mistake. Um, and, you know, that's essentially how I ended up getting my job. You know, I was just messaging people on LinkedIn like three months ago saying, hey, my name is Sean. I'm to graduate. I'm interested in your company. I follow you guys on LinkedIn. Would you guys meet up? Would you be interested in meeting up for a coffee? And they were like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, send us your CV there. If your CV in my head, if my CV was good enough where they'd see it and be like, OK, this is someone worth talking to. Yeah. Then they agreed and we would chat about it. So, um, and yeah, that was just, you know, a tip I mean, that one person gave me over yeah. a year ago. So, I mean, you wouldn't have like, you wouldn't know about that no. unless someone like yeah. inside would tell you. Yeah, totally. Like I knew what LinkedIn was and I knew people had it, but I didn't, th- you know, and like, you I didn't, didn't think know. it was important. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, like, and then I can look at something else like last year during grad boot camp, which we run, there was a guy, John Malpe, who gave a really good talk about LinkedIn and how to use it. So I picked up some of those skills that I still use to this day. So, you know, it's just, you just pick up a lot of things. It's like, you know, it's like when you're traveling and you you buy one t-shirt and then you go to another country, buy another t-shirt. All of a sudden you have all this extra clothes. clothes. Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's a good analogy actually. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I'm not not like too big of a shopper, but I feel like that analogy works. And (laughs) most of my analogies are always really bad. So. Um, I'm happy that that was good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So no, that that definitely gives a clear idea of Mm. like you know, like how to reach to that end. Like it's not always going to be your end goal. This is the new to Melbourne podcast, and we are hearing many helpful tips from Sean and Ayu about jobs and careers. When you're studying, you might feel anxious about starting work and thinking about barriers that may prevent you from reaching your goals. Ayu and Sean talk through these concerns about balancing work study and other commitments like how do you um as an international student yeah and also like working yeah how do you make do through all that because i know Mm. like there must be a lot of struggles yeah yeah i think you know like um i didn't think it was going to be as difficult when i moved over um but i think the hardest part is yeah i think the biggest thing that people don't want to do is like and like they want to skip a few a few steps uh, so they want yeah. to come over here and they want to start you know working at RMIT right away which you know could happen but you know like if you're not working then you should be doing like volunteering and stuff yeah, to put on your true. CV you know so things like that um so I, again i think it's just like people want to make this these this big jump but you know, like you have to kind of, you got to measure it first. Yeah. You got, and you yeah. got to do some things that, you know, maybe you don't want to do. First. You don't feel comfortable about it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but again, you know, like I said, I got, um, pretty lucky. RMIT is like a really good place to work. They're flexible with your schedule. Um, so, um, I think, yeah, like to anyone coming, I definitely recommend getting a job at RMIT. It's a great place to work. Um, all the teams seem really, really good. Um, Worth the struggle. Yeah, worth the struggle. And then, you know, last year during summer, I was, you know, I could work unlimited hours. So I just got a night job. I was working at a fish and chip shop, you know, just like frying, you know, or like cooking like fish. So, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, again, just doing whatever I needed to do to, yeah. you know, get to get here. Yeah, just to get by. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Through all that, you must be like have a hectic schedule. Yeah, I think my schedule was pretty hectic, um, especially last semester. Like I was essentially working Mondays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, Fridays at an internship, and then 
master's students. I feel like most programs, the classes are at night. At least all my classes mm. were at night. Okay. And then obviously you're studying full time. So and yeah, working, but, yeah. Yeah, and working. That was tough. But I think, you know, like, as long as you kind of have somewhat of a of a plan mm. in, in how I'm going to deal with it, you know, like knowing when to study, using the weekends correctly. So obviously, you have to obviously do all your work and get everything done. But I think it's also really important also to like, if you feel like you need a day just to not do anything, then you need to take that day, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm a really, really big fan of that, of trying to kind of take a mental health break when I need it and, you know, kind of like disconnecting. Um, yeah, but that's yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But um, once you're, I feel like once you're in, once you're in something like you don't think about as much, you know, you're not thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, my schedule. So you're just thinking, oh, like this is normal. Like this is just what I do now. You're thinking about how to get by tomorrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, like I said, you know, like getting a job at the end of it, like, you know, that everything you did, you know, was worth it in the end, which is uh, such a nice feeling. It's totally worth it. So as we do on every episode, We ask our guests for a summary of their best advice on the topic. Sean shares some practical tips on setting yourself up for entering the world of work. What would you say to students who are trying to look for a part-time job here, like for the first time? Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, I'd say definitely uh, do kind of what I did. you know, going to the job shop, like, so every Fridays at the job shop, we have, like, International Students Day, where we, all the workshops that we focus on are geared towards international students, yeah. which I really like that, because I'm an international student, I had those same barriers to the workforce um, as they did, so I like, you know, I I like giving my tips and what I did, um, so yeah. I'd say first is, yeah, apply for um, the tax file number, which is a TFN, um, you need that if you're going to be working. Um, you can start working without it, but you have, I think, 28 days to get it to provide it to your employer. Otherwise, the tax rate is crazy high. No, um, yeah. so, so I'd say, yeah, definitely apply for the TFN first. Um, and then I'd say, yeah, start you know doing some research. Um, Look up things online. Come into the job shop. Talk to us. You know, like, but also too, like, you know, students need to also think about what they want to do and like, you know, what type of industry they want to get into. They just want to make money um, and kind of what will suit them the best. So, yeah. and then you know, again, just having a plan. You know, so okay, if you want to work in, if you just want to get money, just to have some extra spending money. You know, and then you want to work in hospitality in a in a restaurant. Okay, then where do you want to go? What places are hiring? Um, you know, like what's what's the best way to tailor your CV to more forward-facing or customer service roles? Yeah. Um, like, you know, I don't see that big of a difference what I do at the job shop or MIT Connect as someone who works in a, a KFC across the street. You know, like I okay, have to follow yeah. – like they're both forward-facing roles, customer service roles. And, you know, when issues come up, you just have to deal with them. Um, and then you're just trying to help people as much as possible, whether it's to get their, you know, go buckets or whether it's to help them with their enrollment. So, yeah, I think just using the resources available. Um, obviously, they, everyone has to do their own homework. But, yeah, there's just so many things that they can do where they can get help, which is real. I, I know my where I did undergraduate back home, they didn't have anything close to something like the job shop or the careers and employability yeah. um, team. So I think it's a really, really valuable resource. I mean, if any like anyone listening, come into the job shop, not just me, but like any of the other JSAs. Um, you know, like I said, we're all kind of like work nerds. And I think like 
all the JSAs who have worked previously, we have a pretty good track record, I think, of getting jobs for ourselves yeah. when we graduate. So it's not just me. The whole team in there is pretty, pretty um, capable. So just come in and have a chat to us. Um, you know, it can't hurt. And again, it's, it's, it's free. So you might as well. Yeah, so. might as well. Before yeah. your time runs out, yeah. make use of those resources. Yeah, go ten, to job shop. Yeah, ten building ten level four room seventy one. Great, that's us. that's that's, cool. a, that's a great yeah. <laughs> tag. Yeah, there we go. Okay, thank you for your wonderful insight. Yep. Obviously, okay. yeah, thank <laughs> you. I hope it was wonderful. I'm not sure. No, yeah, yeah, so. yeah definitely wonderful. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. New to Melbourne is a Sin Media and RMIT University production and was co-produced with RMIT students. The executive producer of this project is Rebecca Makasa. Thank you to co-producers Ayu, Gigi and Vignesh for their work on this episode and to our guest Sean for his time, insight and advice. The music tracks you heard are Passport via Purple Planet Music and Open Flames by Blue Dot Sessions via Free Music Archive. For more podcasts and scene content, head to syn.org.au.